Flashback Fridays on 630 Chad, 1991. songs that you just heard are from uh 630 chad nation you guys are weighing in on the text line here uh let me know what your life looked like during 1991 hey if you were around test your trivia by going to our website 630 chad.com take our flashback friday quiz you could win yourself a hundred bucks to head into the weekend with uh love the responses from you uh this person says in 1991 i was in third year u of a and i was at this i was doing the student work program in australia for one year he says my dad sent tapes of the bill and bill show because calls home cost four Forty-five dollars. Wow! That first of all, that's outrageous to be able to call home and have it cost yeah. forty-five dollars. Morley, I don't know what this person is talking about. What's the Bill and Bill show? The, the Bill and Bill show was a radio show in Edmonton, uh, and it was uh, Bill Matheson, the longtime uh, 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 ITV slash global weather guy, and uh, Bill Jackson, and they sat in a studio and just pontificated for a couple hours. Uh, it was just extremely entertaining. It was a lot of fun, and it was uh, it was a pretty pretty important show. Oh it. yeah, they. They were great. They were yeah. they were really amazing. I had the pleasure of working with those two guys when I was over at K97 because K97 and CJCA were sister stations at the time. So they were they were really quite incredible. Those two. Imagine yeah. getting tapes sent to you of a radio show. <laughs> Amazing. In Australia, anything to make it feel like home, I guess. You know, you know so Randy Kilburn and, and Morley Scott joining me now. You know what I'm seeing, uh, kind of a, a trend now on the text line and, and some of the things that I've researched is the tech innovation that happened in 1991. The internet was invented in, 19, in 91. Hmm. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, too bad it was. Living yeah. a life on the internet. Uh, too bad. Later, but uh, yeah, it's amazing. And you know what else? As far as tech uh, inventions go, uh, we've t- we will talk. And I know Randy's going to mention the Gulf War coming up. Yes. In, in his in his news segment, but yep. the Gulf War is remembered as it was kind of like the first war on television because. They had the technology to do live reports and do live cut-ins, mm-hmm. and and I think I can't remember his name now. The the reporter on CNN, I, I think his first name was Bernard, or his last name was Bernard. Oh yes. And he was he was on CNN live, and he was telling people he was underneath his bed in his hotel room as the bombs were exploding around his hotel in Baghdad, and it was virtually the war that was televised, and because the technology was there to have live reports and, and do things like this, and and the technology. Obviously, uh, it can started then and continued now. But uh, that's that's the one thing I remember about technology in 1991 is the fact that we virtually got to see these things happen live in Baghdad. It's always interesting to me to, to really look at the parallels between the years that we go back into and then compare them to where we're at right now. Because when you look at, you, you, when you think back, you think 30 years, well, we have nothing in common with that time. But, I mean, the idea of a war being televised, the idea of any kind of real-life drama being televised now, I mean, that's just it's something that 
that we're so used to being able to take advantage of. And it's, I mean, look at the way that we pay attention to current news cycles right now. I mean, where would we be if we weren't able to televise everything and be be paying attention to everything in the way that we are now? So it kind of and not, begun not just in TV now. Not just TV now, right? It's 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 on Instagram feeds, it's on Facebook feeds, it's on Twitch, it's on whatever else they come up with. I mean, there's there's nothing happens without someone videoing. Well, and Twitter is right. instantaneous too, right? right? So yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, another another parallel, I suppose, um, was Rodney King. The oh, Rodney yeah. King beating took place in 1991, um, and now here we are again in 2021, looking at the Derek Chauvin trial. Um, you know, in relation to the murder of, of George Floyd, and and hoping for justice in a way that that That's, wasn't received for the Rodney King beating, which I think is crazy. Kind of sad when you think about it. Eh? Thirty years ago, Rodney King happened, and nothing's changed much since then you know despite all the outrage right it's still happening incremental change is is it seems all that we can really hope for uh when it comes to technology am fm weighs in and he says uh only significant 1991 memory for me is getting my first ever cellular telephone uh <laughs> many had that big thing you could barely hold with one hand mine was one in a bag because i used it mostly in the car he says everyone's airtime rate was by the minute and they were expensive in the early days not only did you buy your rate plan but you also paid a separate fee to the Department of Communications for a radio license because you were actually operating a transmitter. Wow. Uh, everybody had those phones that looked like that big phone that Radar O'Reilly used to stuff in a box at the end of those satellite calls on MASH, right? They were massive. <laughs> now now you carry them in your pocket, right, and have the Bluetooth uh, headphones to go with them. And back then, you needed a separate bag if you're going to travel with your with your cell phone. Couldn't carry were, your pocket, that's for sure. Morley, were you an early adopter? Did you have, a, like, an early cell phone? I got my first cell phone in uh, 90, 90, 92 or 93. When I started doing hockey, uh, I got a cell phone because I was traveling a bit then and we were doing reports and stuff uh, on, on a cell phone. I think Rod Phillips and I each got a cell phone to share the first year cell phones came out. And it was that wow. that, that big honking one with the six-inch uh, uh, antenna, rubber antenna on the top of it, right? And uh, that's the first one I ever had and first one I ever used. You're saying right like I know, like I can relate to this being my, <laughs> my first cell phone, That's and true. it truly was not. Randy, what about you? When did you first get yours? You know, I knew you were going to ask me that, and I'm thinking, sitting here thinking, when the heck did I get my first? You know, I really honestly can't recall it. I, it might have been in 88 when I first started working for the police department. Whoa. And if it was back then, it, again, like Morley, you can relate. You just said it. It was about, uh, oh, three feet long, weighed about 164 pounds. <laughs> pounds i mean it was huge this thing so yeah i think it was probably back then wow oh okay. no it was crazy and and we're still dependent on the dependent on them today just uh, they're looking a lot different and capable of a lot more nice and thin lightweight yeah. absolutely uh -huh. <laughs> and, we're, and we're attached to them yes randy i know that you've been working hard uh, compiling some news stories so you know people mentioning the gulf war talking about rodney king you know what life looked like in 1991 let's take a look at the big news stories that impacted that year sounds good Flashback Fridays on 630 Chat, 1991. First thing, New Year's Day, 1991, we started paying something we're still paying 30 years later. That's the goods and services tax. Yeah, the GST. Mid-January 1991, Operation Desert Storm got underway. And then President George H.W. Bush said... Just two hours ago, Allied Air Forces began an attack on military targets in Iraq and Kuwait. These attacks continue as I speak. 
In late February, Iraqi President Saddam Hussein announced the withdrawal of Iraqi troops from Kuwait, and the next day, U.S. President Bush declared victory over Iraq and ordered a ceasefire. In the U.K., the Irish Republican Army exploded bombs at Paddington and Victoria stations in London. Much further east, in a national referendum in 1991, 77% of voters in the Soviet Union voted in favor of keeping the 15 Soviet republics together. Later that year, during the breakup of the Soviet Union, Russia restored the white, blue, red tricolor as its national flag. And their president resigned on Christmas Day, 91. He said his action was inevitable. After six and a half years in power, Mikhail Gorbachev confirmed his resignation on television tonight. And within a few days, the new president, Boris Yeltsin, banned and dissolved the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. Leningrad was renamed St. Petersburg. The Dow Jones Industrial Average closed above 3,000 for the first time in history at 3,004 in 91. It's now right around 34,000. South Africa repealed the last legal foundations of apartheid. Otzi, the Iceman, was found in the Alps, too. He was the natural mummy of a man who lived somewhere between 3400 and 3100 BCE. He was discovered in September 1991 in the Alps, right on the border between Austria and Italy. Canada's Prime Minister in 91 was Brian Mulroney. Our Premier was Don Getty. The Mayor, Jan Reimer, and she's now the Executive Director of the Alberta Council of Women's Shelters. In our city in 1991, the Hotel McDonald reopened after significant restoration and a change in ownership. The Mac Hotel first opened in early 1915. And names of people you know who died in 1991. Queen frontman Freddie Mercury, Dr. Seuss, as well as actors Fred McMurray, Michael Landon, and Red Fox. And have you seen the movie Enemy at the Gates? Keep your head down. Tell me where he is. Stay into that pipe, Tanya. Stay in. Stay in. Get your head in. Slow down. Don't shoot. This true story movie starred Jude Law as Second World War Soviet sniper Vasily Zaitsev. That movie came out in 2001, but the real Vasily Zaitsev died in 1991. For Flashback Friday on 6.30 Ched Mornings, I'm Randy Kilburn. All right, so a lot of familiar stories, or maybe not so familiar stories, depending on what your life looked like in 1991. That's just tried to find a few oddities there. You know, just tried to <laughs> diff some different things that we hadn't talked about already this morning. I mean, so. everyone was at a different stage of life, right? So some of yeah. those stories for me aren't ones I'm totally familiar with, but that's just because I wasn't very old in that year. But that's but that's okay. I love hearing uh, from you, Chad Nation, and seeing what your life looked like in 1991, the year that we're flashing back to today. Uh, this texter says, crazy granny here. She's calling herself that, not me. She says, I brought a beautiful baby girl into the world in August of 1991. She's going to be 30 this year. She's a chef, a teacher, has an MBA, and is the mom of my two amazing grandsons. Okay. I feel the pride coming off of that text. I like that one. Uh, this person says, um, hey, it's Kevin here in 91. I would have been two years old living in a high level, uh, sporting a bad 90s haircut. If only you could see it. Kevin, we can. We can receive uh, pictures on our text line. <laughs> but just keep in mind that when you send it in, we all see that picture. So don't send anything that you don't want everybody to see. Uh, but keep letting me know what your life looked like in 1991. Go online to our website, 630chad.com. Take our Flashback Friday quiz. You could win yourself 100 bucks to head into the weekend with. Morley, what about the world of sports? You mentioned the Super Bowl last hour. Yep. So what was going on in uh, sports in 91? 
That was the first major championship in 1991. It is, it is every year, the Super Bowl. It started a run of heartbreak for the Buffalo Bills and their fans. The first of three straight Super Bowl games, the first of three straight Super Bowl losses for the Bills. 1991 was the closest, a 20-19 to 19 loss to the New York Giants, a game the Bills could have and probably should have won. Scott Norwood could have been the hero. Instead, it's going to be a 47-yard field goal attempt. Eight seconds left. Adam Lingner will snap it. No good. Wide right. In Bills Nation, no four words bring more heartache than Scott Norwood wide right. The Grey Cup was a big story in 1991. On February 25th, it was announced that Wayne Gretzky, Bruce McNall, and John Candy had purchased the Toronto Argonauts. They secured soon Rocket Ishmael to play for the team. The rest was history that year. Rocket was the MVP of the Grey Cup game, a win over the Calgary Stampeders. The highlight, we can all remember it, him dodging that beer can thrown at him in Winnipeg to complete an 87-yard kick return for a touchdown. Ishmael lasted two years into his $18 million four-year contract as Bruce McNall ran into some money troubles, as you may remember. Lots of big contracts in 1991 that pale in comparison to nowadays. Roger Clem got $5.4 million a year from the Red Sox. He became the highest paid player in baseball. Today's highest paid player, Mike Trout, $37 million a season. Dan Marino got $25 million over five years. That's $5 million a year from the Dolphins to become the highest paid player in the NFL. In 2021, Patrick Mahomes will earn $45 million alone in one year. Eric Lindros was drafted first overall by the Quebec Nordiques. Wouldn't put on the jersey at the draft and later turned down a 10-year, $50 million deal from the Nordiques. A year later, he was traded to both the Flyers and the Rangers. Grant Fuhr was allowed to return from a one-year suspension for drug use in the NHL, and on February 18th, a triumphant return, played his first game and beat the New Jersey Devils 4-0. Fuhr led the orders to playoff wins over Calgary on Essa Tikkanen's OT winner in Game 7, then over L.A. on Craig McTavish's OT game winner in Game 6. They eventually lost to Minnesota in the semifinals. Before the orders would hit the playoffs a game, Grant Fuhr and Glenn Anderson were traded to Toronto. Yari Curry was traded to Philadelphia, Steve Smith to Chicago, and of course, Captain Mark Messier was sent to the New York Rangers. 1991 was the start, or maybe the finish, of the glory days uh, for the Oilers. Uh, the football team in 1991 finished 12-6, and and in first place in the West, they ended up losing in the Western Final to Calgary. It was a painful loss. They gave up 20 points in the fourth quarter to blow a 33-18 lead and lost by two. And a big year for figure skating in Edmonton, Kurt Browning and American American Christy Yamaguchi won the World Figure Skating Championships, both trained in Edmonton at the Royal Glenora. And one more story from 1991. In New York to play the Yankees, Oakland A's outfielder Jose Canseco was photographed leaving Madonna's apartment building in the wee hours of the morning. A couple of nights later at Yankee Stadium, every time he was announced coming to the plate, Yankee fans sang like a virgin very loudly to him. Whoa, how scandalous. Okay, Indeed. thanks, Worley. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. 
All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.